All right, good morning, Terra Nova. It's good to see you. I'm glad you're here with us this morning. I want to give a special shout out to students coming back for school. Uh, yeah. Don't clap for them yet. They haven't done their, their work in school yet. Uh, but welcome. Uh, we truly hope that Terra Nova, if you want it to be, uh, more than just a halfway house through your time at school, but a home for you. And you can get as connected as you'd like to be uh, while you're here. And to that point, I'm going to be pointing at a lot of people today. So let me just start that right off the bat. If you're here and you're going to RPI or UAlbany or wherever you're going, and you want to start getting connected a little bit, even right away, uh, one of the best ways initially to get your foot in the door, we have a young adults group that's actually meeting uh, tonight. And if you want more information about that, uh, we have some, some leaders in that, such as Kyle and Natalie. Can you just stand up for a second? Kyle, Natalie, Summers over here somewhere. Uh, if you'd like to, more information about that, they'd love to talk to you and just get right connected right away. And by the way, just um, take it or leave it for undergrad and grad school for me. If I could go back and do it again, uh, when I started out, I went to a church nearby. I visited a few churches and I ended up just kind of rotating and visiting a bunch of different places and then eventually uh, got a bit more connected at the last year or two. And if I could do it all again, I would say, I would say, find a church that you like. It doesn't have to be us. I'm not unaware that there's other great churches you can go to, but find a church that you want to get connected to and then stick with it through your time to be able to get to know people and uh, to be able to even make an impact. Uh, while you're here, but we'd love to be that church for you if you'd like and again welcome So today we have our church planting Sunday. We have the goal is to have three of these a year This is the last one of 2022 and for for our last one this year We're gonna spend about half the time talking about Church planting and some updates for the, the churches that we're helping to support and all of that and then we're gonna spend the next half talking about local Outreach. How can we be missional here where we are? And we're going to talk about some ideas and some of what we've been working on for that. So that's what we're doing. Next week, we're starting our next series. We're going to jump into another book of the Bible, like we usually do, and go through the whole book. And that book is going to be the book of Ruth. So I would encourage you, even by next week, um, the, the, the minimum I would ask for you to do is read chapter one of Ruth. It's only four chapters, it's really small. There are no spark note, notes on Ruth because it's so short. So you can even read the whole thing by next week and come ready to jump into that series. So we'll be in Ruth for, for 10 weeks. So uh, that's what we're doing, that's next week. At Terra Nova we try, as we're talking about being missional and outreach and church planting, we try at Terra Nova to be always growing in three areas. And we call, you might, you might hear them referred to as the head and the heart and the hands, or more commonly referred to as the eternal, the internal, and the external. And I chose the color blue that you can barely see in the background there, but it's blue up there. Um, and we try to be growing in all three of these areas, right? We look at the, the, through the eternal lens that has to do with knowing God. Who is God? What is he like? What's his nature? What's his characteristics? What does he do? What does he not do? How does he interact with the world and with people? Who is God? We want to be growing in that, in our worship of God, understanding of who God is. We always want to be growing in the internal lens as well. That has to do with our response to who God is. 
both individually and as a community? Are we receiving or rejecting what we're learning about who God is? Are we growing in our love and our affection for one another? Are we living out the one another commands that we went through in that series? How are we growing in our faith? How are we doing that individually and as a community? That's the internal lens, the heart. And then finally, we have the external lens, and that's what we're focusing on today. That has to do with what do people see? How are we representing? How are we reflecting what we know and what we believe about God in our, in our life to others? How are we being missional? How are we reaching out? How are we using our lives to, to make an impact, to leave a mark on the places and the people that we're around? And usually, for a lot of churches, including us, we're usually very focused on two of those. <laughs> It's easy to keep two balls juggling. I, have, I asked Sky beforehand if he would come up here so I can embarrass him. So I'm going to. Come on up, Sky. So it's easy usually to juggle two of these. So we might be doing really well at focusing on learning. You can just start juggling those, yeah. I made sure that he couldn't juggle three balls or else it would ruin my whole thing here. But usually we can do pretty well at juggling the, we're going to be in the Word, keep going buddy, you got it, be in the Word and learning about God and growing in our faith and doing that as a community, getting connected to one another and being involved in each other's lives and just doing both of those things really well. But then when we try to throw in the third one, it can be a bit more difficult of, okay, learning about God, growing our faith, community, doing all these things. Oh, I haven't talked to somebody about Jesus for, you know, three months now or something like that. Some churches struggle in the eternal or the internal or the external. It's difficult to keep all three of those going. So when you plug in the question of like, oh, Sky, you've been reading your Bible lately. That's wonderful. You've been growing in your faith. You've been connected with tribe. Those are young adults, our, our, our groups of uh, discipleship, of, of living life together and growing and all of that. And then it's like, how have you been doing as far as outreach? You know, that, those kinds of things. And they throw in that third ball. And it's like, well, actually, my schedule. <laughs> I appreciate it. You can try one more time. Just... <laughs> yeah! Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Live it up for Scott. Okay. I appreciate it. Um, and just a visual reminder of, look, we're going to need, we, we need, we need help. We need each other to say, as we're doing this together, of, of, of trying to leave an impact and trying to be a church that's doing well in all three of these areas, we need each other to say, hey, we maybe three months from now, we're doing great with, with outreach together, and we're still, of course, focused on the Word and worshiping Christ, uh, but we're, we're lacking in the third, the, the intern. What are we doing for community? But we need, we need each other to continue to refine that and to make sure we're looking, we're, we're growing in all three of these areas. And so the juggling thing is just the reminder that often we're dropping the ball in one area, right? And there's no living person who does all three of those completely and fully the way a follower of Christ is supposed to. There's only one person who juggled the three balls fully, completely, perfectly their whole life, and that's Jesus, and that's not us. Okay, so anyway, those three areas, we want to be living uh, internally focused, internally responding well, and externally as missionaries in the world. So we're going to focus on that third lens, the external. We're going to talk about um, our global focus of planting churches, and we're going to talk about our local focus of how to live missionally. And so today I'm actually going to read from John chapter 4 as more of a launching pad than actually going through the verses one by one to, to get us thinking externally, to get us thinking about what it means to live on mission and more more 
more the, the central reason why I chose this passage is actually the, the motive of the woman at the well of why she went to talk to people about Jesus. So I'm just going to read this and use it as a launching pad for our message today. And here's how it goes. John 4, verses 7 through 30, says this. A woman came from Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that's saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you go to get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come near here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You're right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands. And the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on the mountain, on this mountain. But you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Just then his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but no one said, what do you seek, or why are you talking with her? So the woman left the water jar and went away into town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. It's the word of God. Now I want to use that as a launching pad to sum that up in a few sentences. What just happened? There's a woman that encountered Jesus. And after she encountered him, her life changed. Why? Because Jesus pointed out to her that the places and the people that she was looking for to fill her cup, he was getting beyond the physical water, to fill her cup for her deepest longings and purpose in life, were not truly filling her up, were not lasting. And when he tells her that he's the Messiah, when she recognizes that he is the one, that Jesus was the one she had actually been waiting for and longing for her whole life, that changed everything. And what did she do about it? She went and she told people in her town. Why? Because she wanted to. Because she found what she had been looking for her whole life, the Messiah, 
Jesus. We lift up Jesus at the center of all of our messages, our songs, our, all of it. And if we talk about planting churches and being missional and, and, and trying to tell people about Jesus, but we don't have the love, we don't see the beauty, the wonder, the majesty, if we don't see Jesus for who he is, we're not going to have the motivation to go and tell other people about him. Right? This woman encountered him and her life changed. And no one told her, go do all this stuff to make sure people know. She wanted to tell people about Jesus. And so today, as we talk about what we're trying to do and having an effect of, of reaching the lost globally and locally, I hope it's from a heart of just wanting people to know the God that we know. She went and she told people about Jesus in the town. Okay, so we're going to jump right in. Here's the main idea for our church planting, the last one of the year, uh, Sunday. We participate in God's plan to reach the lost globally by church planting and locally by living missionally. So we're going to talk half the message about church planting. We're not going to talk today about why we do that. We've talked about that the last two times. Instead, I'm going to remind you of who we're supporting, how they're doing, how we can be praying for them. And then we're going to talk next about living missionally here, where we live, in Troy, but also where, wherever you happen to live at the moment. Just some ideas. Okay, so here we go. Here's the direction for the message today. We're going to talk first about what is our role in church planting. Secondly, who do we support globally in church planting? And then thirdly, how do we live on mission locally, here and now? That's where we're going to go. So first, what is our role in global church planting? What are we, what are we actually doing about the fact that churches are being planted around the world? What, where does the rubber meet the road for us? What is our role in global church planting? And there's at least three. We have at least three roles, all of us as a church. First one, some of us can give financially. They need finances to get the church started. Uh, some of us may go and help a church plant be part of it to help it start. And then finally, all of us can pray. So first, some of us can give. Those of us that have, that call Terra Nova Church home, we're not talking to visitors here, we're not talking to those uh, without an income, we're talking about those who have an income, who can support our church, and some of that, those, the, the tithing that we have goes towards the work of church planting around the world. And so some of us can give. We talk at Terra Nova about our giving. We give regularly, we give joyfully, and we give sacrificially. And I want to give an example of, we talk about that for each of us individually, but I want to talk for a second about how our church does that as a whole. We are a tithing church. So what that means is, we take, we take a percentage, we take 10% of all the tithes that we receive, we set that aside, and we put it to the work of church planting. So we do that regularly. We do that every year. Set it aside get together, we talk about who can we support? What is this going to look like this year? We do it joyfully, I think at least most of the time, <laughs> as we hear about the stories and the people of how the churches are getting started and how much they can use those resources in the areas that they are to reach people with the gospel. Plenty of stories to share about that. We do it joyfully. And we do it sacrificially. We could have taken 10% of that tithe and hired somebody full-time. That could fill in some need. We could have another position filled. There's a bunch of ways we could use that 10% right here in our church locally. But we decide in faith and trust and trying to obey what God has called us to do in the great commission of making disciples of all nations. And we set that aside for the work of church planting sacrificially. 
So some of us can give that goes into the work of church planting. Secondly, some of us may go. When we offer our whole life to Christ, that means our whole life. And that may mean that there may come a day, or maybe he's already setting it on your heart, to go and to support a plant, maybe the beginning of a church, in some area. Maybe around here, maybe abroad. We've had people early in the history of Terra Nova, for example, in 2013, that left Troy to go and to help serve Saratoga as a new church plant was starting up there. They, they believed God was calling them to do that. And so God may very well call us, some of us, to, to be part of a church plant in the future. Uh, and then thirdly, all of us can pray. Each and every one of us can pray for the work that God's doing in planting churches. Matthew 9, Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And I point out that word, earnestly. We can all pray earnestly for the work that God's doing. Okay. And I know even as I'm saying this, I'm thinking to myself, how often am I, am I I'm supposed to be leading this charge, praying earnestly for the work of church planting. And I'm just saying, honestly, I need God to continue that work in my heart to care not just about what's happening right here, but what he's doing around the world. And for people to be reached that I've never met, that you've never met, that we don't know. For God to, to help us care more about what he's doing around the world. For people uh, of all nations to know who he is. And so I say that convictingly, knowing that Lord, help me pray and care more for what you're doing around the world. Pray earnestly. Prayer is the most important element of any of our aspects of walking with God, including the work of church planting. God is the main character from Genesis to Revelation, including the book of Acts, where the church is spreading around the world. It's God, the Holy Spirit, is the main mover and shaker in helping that and making sure that happens. And we pray to God today as the church continues to spread. So, what is our role in global church planting? Some of us give, some of us may go, all of us can pray. I'm going to keep moving to the next one, because uh, I have a couple of videos I really want to show you, so I'm going to talk fast. I can do that. Yes, I can. Secondly, who do we support globally in church planting? So now the question is, who are we giving towards? You're telling us to pray. Who are we praying for? Where is that, uh, some of that tithe going? Who are we supporting specifically? And there's three answers to that question. First, the Terra Network. Secondly, the Acts 29 network, and thirdly, the global, the global partners that we have that, are, that we're supporting to start churches. So, first, the Terra network. There are three Terra Nova churches here, Saratoga, and North Adams, Massachusetts. We pray for them. Last time we had a prayer request from North Adams for more baptisms and the ordination of uh, their, their first elder there in North Adams. Today we're going to have a prayer request to pray for Saratoga as Pastor Daniel comes back from sabbatical, Leah comes back from sabbatical, and they're going to jump in, um, and we're going to pray that it's a smooth transition back for them. If you want to, I guess you can pray for Pastor Rob in the same regards for our church coming back uh, next week, though they're eager to be here right now, and I love it. Um, so praying for Saratoga in the, in the return for Pastor Daniel and Leah, 2% um, of our giving, of our tithes, go towards the church plant in North Adams, and so that's where 2% of our giving goes, partially towards the network, as Terra Nova North Adams is continuing to get on their feet as an independent church. So, some of it goes to the Terra network, some of it goes, 4% of it goes to the Acts 29 network, an organization that's full-time is planting churches around the world, and there are five of those churches are in, are in New York, 
We don't count New York City for that, but there's five in New York, because they're just very different demographic. Um, but there's five that we, are, that we are involved with in New York, a few of those that we directly support. Uh, one of them is called Renovation Church in Baldwinsville, and I have a picture here of Pastor Mike Maisie and his wife Doreen and his family. And again, you guys don't, most of you probably have no idea who this is. And um, the leadership here had begun to get to, get to know them and to know uh, the church that they're planting in Baldwinsville. They had one in Syracuse. And if you think similar with Terra Nova, there were, they have a church, they started with a church and there were people from Baldwinsville coming. So they planted a church in Baldwinsville, New York. And there we were supporting them financially through the Acts 29 network. And they have a few prayer requests that they ask that we'd be praying for them as this church starts in Baldwinsville, New York. I'm going to share to you some of these prayer requests. And then at the end, I'm going to have a slide that has all the different prayer requests that we have. Uh, but just so you know, right away, before we get to the end, their prayer requests include three requests. The first one is they have an elder and staff retreat this week in which they're going to be praying for how can they... How can they get together and make decisions that are going to give the best chance of success for this new church plan? So pray for their elder and their staff retreat this week. Secondly, pray for wisdom in financial decisions. They ask for that prayer request as well to try to keep now two churches going, which they've never done before. And then thirdly, he said, pray for our people, and I'm going to quote him, that they would be equipped and empowered to live on mission and a faithful life of worship. Pray for marriages and college students and young professionals who are seeking to be faithful in their walk with Jesus and pray that the Spirit of God gives wisdom as in how to lead them best. And so those are some of the prayer requests. I'll put them at the end so you have them. But the church in, in Baldwinsville, New York. Let's be praying for, uh, for Mike Bainty and his family and that church. So those are some examples, two examples of who. Who specifically are we supporting? Terror Network, the Acts 29 Network, and then finally our international uh, partners. We have two. There is a church plant starting in Cambodia that we help to support. Saratoga knows more information about that, but we'll be getting you more information about Cambodia and that church plant in the future. However, I've brought up my, my brother that I met in seminary named Sri from Southeast India, and uh, the last two church planting Sundays, we talked a little bit about him with an update each time, and we have another update for you today. I didn't post the video because there's two other videos I want to show you, but check out our Facebook page, Terra Nova Church Troy Facebook page, and there's an update video uh, from Sri that he, that he gave to us. Their goal is, there's been a lot of setbacks, it's been a lot of hard work, but the hope is that by the end of October, this coming October, that they're going to have their first church service there in Amarbati, Southeast India. Praise the Lord. Five years of effort they've been putting in, and, and the, the, the prayer request is that it will happen uh, by the end of October, their first service. So uh, check out that update video on our Facebook page, and let's continue to pray for three, 4% of our giving, uh, of that 10% goes towards our international uh, church planting partners, such as three and the church in Cambodia. Okay, so those are some of the churches and the people that we pray for and that we're giving towards, toward the work of what God's doing around the world uh, of church planting. So, I'll share the, the prayer request at the end, but I want to jump into now of some ideas locally. We've been talking more globally, but now locally. How can we live missionally? How can we live lives that are reflecting God to the people around us? 
And I'm going to give you a bunch of ideas. Are you ready? Here's a bunch of them. Some of them are short-term, some of them are long-term. As I go through this, I know some of you are going to, you're already feel like you're maxed out and it's going to be overwhelming. And my, my goal is to not overwhelm anybody. It's to give us ideas, it's to give us options, it's so that nobody can say we're not, we're a church that doesn't care about outreach. False. Look at all these ideas. Okay, so here you go. Short, some short-term, some long-term. Here's some of the, the short-term ones. First one is koinonia. Now this one actually, up there, koinonia, this, this, this one's seasonal. It's throughout the summer. I know the summer is just ending. I'm still very sad about that. However, I wanted you to be aware of this, and in case you want to keep, you know, to, to keep this for next year, Koinonia is an, it's an outreach in Albany where they give out meals, lots of food, every Tuesday throughout the summer. They have a prayer table for those in need. They have a prayer table. They have face painting. Uh, they have a work. Often, sometimes they'll have a, somebody singing worship music, and it's a great chance to go and to serve the people in Albany. Wonderful ministry. So I wanted to mention that even though the summer's ending, maybe next summer, if you want to do that. Uh, next one is called His Table. So this is what Victorious Life does, church down the road. Every Wednesday uh, throughout the entire year, they give a devotional and they give a meal for those in need here in Troy. And so here's an opportunity for us to, to go and to help them serve. They need help through that. They asked Terra Nova last year if we would take on the third Wednesday of every month. And the email was sent out recently if we're willing to do that again, if our tribe leaders or our tribes are willing to take one of those Wednesdays this year, there's a great chance to serve the city of Troy. There's an option. Next, Night to Shine. Now this one is once a year. And for this year, it comes up on Friday, February 10th. And this is from the Tim Tebow Foundation. It's a prom, an incredible prom, that they put on for those with special needs. And I would encourage you, I didn't put up a video because I have too many videos today, but uh, check that out. And if you have any questions about that, it's an incredible experience. They share the love of God. They, it's an incredible, uh, great time. Uh, and if you want to ask questions, you can ask me. You can also ask, I didn't say beforehand, but the Summers, sitting right over there. You can ask them questions about Night to Shine, and I'm sure they'd love, they would love to talk to you about that as well. So there's another opportunity to serve. Again, a short-term one. I mentioned leaves up here because I can't help myself. I believe leaves fall down. One of the reasons is so that Christians can pick them up for free and smile and potentially share the gospel and just get to know people. So get a couple rakes, get a couple friends, and, and find out who are, who's a family, who's a person in, that could really use that help. And, and let's get to work. So there you go. Uh, some short-term ideas. Now for some long-term ones. Because okay? I would love for us to get in the, in the habit moving forward of being a church that continually has options to serve and to do outreach and that um, are just moving more in that direction of continually being a church that's serving. So here's a couple long-term ones. First one is called Compass Care. I mentioned this one very briefly on one of our prayer services. I came up here and I said, eventually you're gonna hear a little bit more about Compass Care. And that's true. You're gonna hear more, even more about it later. You're gonna get a little bit today. So where is it? Compass Care, okay. So uh, Compass Care is a Christian organization that if you look at their track record, they have in some of the hub areas where abortion takes place, Buffalo, Syracuse, they have helped reduce abortions by half within five years. And their goal is to do that in the capital region as well. And a little bit about Compass Care, they're called Compass Care, Compass, 
The whole goal is to give women an option, a way forward. Many will feel like there's no other option but to have the abortion. And they want to provide resources. They want to connect people to local churches like us to be able to give resources and to make relationships and to help out. Um, and so they're in the capital region. They're, they're purchasing a building in Latham, and that ministry starts on September 13th, I believe it is. There's an opportunity on the 27th to have a virtual, to go through a tour of the building and to see what they do if you're interested in that. We also have a liaison, somebody, uh, Melissa Walkup over here, who, yep, uh, they're gonna give her information and ways that potentially our church can help over the next five long haul to get ideas about um, how we can specifically meet needs. So there's, there's a long-term partnership that we have uh, moving forward. Secondly, I threw a hospitality up here because again, I couldn't help it. Um, we think we had our be hospitable to one another service in the one another series, and one of the best ways we can we can impact and get to know people is just by opening up our table. And I mentioned during that message as well. Even if you currently aren't at the place to do that, you can help a family or a person that does. Just inviting people over, opening up your home, opening up the place that you live, and getting to know people, opening up your dorm room. Guys want to eat in here, you know, and get to know people. Uh, so that's, that's, we can always do that, right? That's long term. Third one, this one I'm excited to share about. It's called International Crossroads. And I have a, a quick video that we're going to just introduce it, and then I'll say a little bit more about it. Every year, over one million international students come to the United States to study. Several thousand come right here to the Albany area. They come from virtually every country on the globe. They represent the best and brightest those countries produce. And some will go home to be leaders one day. When students first come here, they are interested in America and eager to be Americans. But statistics say that some will spend two, three, or four years here and never see the inside of an American home. ICA has been working with international students in the Capital District for more than 30 years. We work with students from RPI, from UAlbany, and Union College. Our goal is to love those students with the love of Jesus Christ and share the gospel with them. One of the most important things we do is to partner with area churches to match students one-on-one -on -one with an American Christian in something we call the Friendship Partner Program. Here now as some of our friendship partners talk about their experience. So our first students were really from RPI almost nine years ago. And one of the students lives in Denmark. We know his family, we know his cousins, we know everyone in his extended family, and he really is part of our family. And has just continued since then. And some of our students have remained in the United States, some have gone back home. And at this point, we have friends in Europe, in various countries in Europe, in Italy, Denmark, uh, Finland, also in China. And it has been just an incredible experience for us. with the Friendship Partner Program was actually all the way back. All right. So what an incredible opportunity that is. As I mentioned, the Friendship Partner, where you can, you can sign up and be paired with somebody. 
to beat a friend, to invite them over, to get them involved in your friend group, invite them to church. We've had a few in our church that have, have entered through uh, International Crossroads. So you can, you can ask me about International Crossroads, you can ask one of the gardeners have done that once, but most importantly, you can ask Mark Harkness, who the person on the video is actually here. Would you like to say something? No, okay, so he's right there. There you go. So, uh, yeah, if you have any questions about it at all, any interest at all, please talk to Mark. He would love, he's one of the leaders and organizers of International Crossroads, and he'd love to talk to you about that. So what a great opportunity, long-term, for us to be uh, serving in our communities in that way. And then finally, I have one more for you, and it's called Care Portal. And we're excited for this one as well. Um, could certainly be just an answer to prayer for us as a whole, to be able to serve consistently, not just, not just Troy, but the places in which we live. So I also have a video for Care Portal, uh, just a short one, to get you introduced to it, and then I'll tell you a little bit more about it. Every year, more than four million children teeter on the brink of entering foster care and more than 400,000 are in foster care, most of them for preventable reasons. The foster care system impacts more than you can imagine. 50% of the homeless, 60% of girls and women rescued from sex trafficking raids, and 75% of those incarcerated spend time in foster care. The foster care system is ground zero. The place where our efforts will have the absolute greatest impact on our communities. And here is the good news. So many of you care about these issues. Churches, agencies, and businesses, community leaders all want to help. What we're missing is connection. The chance to collaborate and put our networks and resources together. CarePortal uses technology to make real-time care connections for kids and families in crisis. This platform helps us make the most vulnerable children our priority, which makes them the single most powerful source for uniting and healing our communities as we serve together. Here's how it works. Caseworkers with child-serving agencies encounter needs of children in crisis every day. They enter vetted needs in the care portal, which immediately makes local churches and community members who join the network aware, giving them a real-time opportunity to respond. This platform is designed to equip the local church to be at the point of care for these children and families in need. And it allows for the entire community to work together on any request. So whether it's one church that responds or a community of churches and businesses and individuals working together, Care Portal makes vital connections possible through an easy-to-use platform at your fingertips. So many of our children and families in child welfare are isolated. They don't have a support system. Care Portal can provide not only the physical needs for the children and family, but can also provide a support system and relationships. I look at the Care Portal as a platform for us to be able to do ministry uh, across denomination lines, across racial lines, across social economic lines, and the mission field is in our backyard. Sometimes, connection means meeting one need at just the right moment. 
At other times, connection starts life-changing relationships. When you join Careful, you're saying yes to connections that change lives, transform communities, and can reverse the foster care crisis in our nation. That yes makes children the priority because every child matters and what you do matters. Children have the power to change us. So the more I hear about Care Portal, the more excited I get about it. We have the opportunity uh, moving forward, even if, if two of our tribes or nine of them want, want to be part of this. It doesn't have to just be the tribe leader, somebody in our, in our tribes, in our, in our small groups that have a heart for this and have the opportunity to, to meet needs. So just an example, it's, it's really simple and we'll have, we'll have training on this for those that are interested. But you put in your zip code, you see the different needs from pre-born to 21 years old, where a social worker has already visited and has needs for the, those children. Um, you type in your zip code, you see the needs, you have your team of people to go and to meet that need. So if you're interested in this, uh, please talk to me. We're gonna be, we're gonna be uh, moving forward with this for any tribe that's interested. And uh, those are some of the most common needs that they give. And I've talked to another ch a church in Schenectady that has been doing this for a few years and how it's really just revitalized their heart for their, for their neighborhoods where they live. And the way that God has blessed it has been absolutely incredible. So I, I'm excited for this and I'm looking forward to more um, as we partner long-term with Care Portal for all the stories of the, way, the ways God is going to, to use us to build relationships and to meet the needs of those uh, where we live in our communities. So those are some long-term options, uh, some short-term options, some long-term options. They are, they are ideas, they are partnerships that we have. Um, again, not to overwhelm you with a lot of information, but to just let you know, uh, here are the chances we have uh, to serve and to serve together. We want to be a church that's constantly pursuing God, pursuing the eternal Lord, responding individually and as a community and obeying and following Him and then reflecting him to those around us. And like I said at the beginning, we're gonna fall short in all kinds of ways in all three of those areas, but we're following the God who didn't. We're following Christ who juggled all three of those, never dropped the ball, who lived a life that was perfect, focused on the Lord, always responding in obedience, flawlessly representing God to those around him. And that God, Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man, died and gave us that perfect juggling record. <laughs> he gave it to us. He died for us. He rose for us. And we're following him, though flawed, but together uh, and growing in our relationship with him. So as we, as we take communion, um, I'm going to put up that last slide for our prayer requests for the, the churches and the families that we, are, that we are supporting. I encourage you to, to take those. And today, sometime this week, uh, get together with uh, brothers, sisters, people, and pray uh, for for our uh, these different church plants and their prayer requests. Pray for Sri. Check out that video on our Facebook page. And yeah, it's it, the story of what God is doing is a lot bigger than just here and now. I know almost every week we're focusing on you know our neighborhoods and our areas um, and our church, but we want to take a few Sundays a year and see the bigger picture of what we get to participate in of God's mission to reach the lost globally and locally. So as the band comes up 
and we take communion. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for bringing us into your family. Thank you, Lord, uh, that we have the opportunity to learn about you, to grow in our relationship with you, to have each other, to encourage and to exhort whenever that's needed. And Lord, to have the chance to, to serve, to be missional, to be part of what you're doing around the world, and to be part of what you're doing right here with our neighbors, with our city, uh, in our school, in our workplace, and within our church, Lord. Thank you for those opportunities. I pray, God, that you put it on our hearts of what you want us to do specifically, um, of how you want us to serve, of what you want us to take on. Lord, I pray for those of us with, with already far too much on our plate, I pray for discernment and wisdom of how to rest well, of how to live uh, just a well-balanced life, of, of growing in our, in our walk with you. And I pray, Lord, for those of us that, um, that you want us to re-examine what we're doing maybe to remove certain things from our calendar so that, we can, so that we can serve, so that we can grow, so that we can follow you in what you're doing in this community and with the, the people around us. Help us, Lord. Give us discernment of how we can, how we can do that best. And thank you for giving us each other um, as we do this, not alone, but together. And thank you, Jesus, that though we fall in so many ways, we don't reflect you flawlessly. You, you did. And you died and you gave us that perfect record. You've forgiven us and you've brought us back to God. And so thank you, Jesus. May you be the center of, of every week here at Terra and throughout the week uh, in all of our lives. We pray this in your name. Amen.